You're listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie, which features a strong female zombie TV protagonist that we deserve for three years now. My name is Robin, and I want to have my own King Robot Baratheon. Uh, I'm Stephanie, and I'm freaking the patriarchy out by asserting my uh, lack of id. Is that what she's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, well, today we're doing a bonus, uh, one-off bonus episode taking a look at a different zombie comedy show called Santa Clarita Diet, which stars Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. And to help us out, we're welcoming to the show our friend and resident Oliphanatic, Matt. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hi, how's it going? I'm Matt, and I, and I forgot we do quippy openings on this podcast, so I'm stealing... <laughs> Robins and I want my own robot Baratheon. Yeah, well, ours is the Fury. Yeah, exactly. Just make sure it doesn't get drunk and go hunting. I've got two stickers on my bumper of my, of my car. One is says ours is the Fury, and then my other is my Break Bills University logo. If oh, you guys nice. watch The Magicians, you guys gotta watch The Magicians if you don't no, watch I've that. I've never seen The Magicians. I hear good oh. things though. Definitely want to have you. Wanted to have you on because yes, you are. Uh, an Ola fanatic. <laughs> do, do you think that the speaking of Game of Thrones, do you think that the Greyjoys, when they're in a hurry, are like, let's get cracking? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, since since you're here with uh, that uh, expert, as like a what do we want to call it? Expert, uh, wit- not expert witness. Well, I'm tripping up all over the place here. Anyway, I just wanted to know what perspective. You, perspective, right? Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, catch and release? <laughs> I don't know what that is. The what movie. is that? The movie. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it it's is. Got Olafan in it. Is it? Yeah. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll have to cover it on Hooplecast because <laughs> Claire and I are going to do commentary podcasts for at least uh, three, if not four, T- Timothy Olafan films. We've already covered Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher, yeah. For the summer, we're going to do Perfect Getaway. Oh, nice! And uh, Halloween, the Crazies. That's maybe so. It's like, catch and release. Should we make that area oh, spring fling? Definitely. Kevin Smith right. plays the, like his best friend. It's totally believable. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, it's twenty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you are the host of Hooplecast, which is a podcast that used to cover Deadwood, but now you guys cover HBO dramas, but I mm-hmm. mean, and your Twitter, uh, icon for as long as I can remember is a picture of Timothy Oliphant as uh, Sheriff Bullock. So, but a hunk. Yeah. <laughs> so that means I, that that's as expert to me. I don't know. Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for coming on. Uh, and we'll talk to you Thanks. later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Bye. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I uh, wanted – some of our listeners might be like, well, what, what's this? Uh, this is an iZombie podcast. Why, why are you guys covering uh, the other funny zombie show? Uh, well, just wanted to tell our listeners, you know, we've covered other things during the hiatus like uh, Hellcats and The Revenants, which is not the Leo DiCaprio one, the, the David Anders uh, one. And, uh, you know, I just hear that we there was a half-hour zombie comedy show with a female protagonist, and I wanted to see how it compared to iZombie. Which brings us to a article that I just read. Um, Esquire recently posted a review of Santa Clarita Diet, whose headline was, 
Finally, the strong female zombie TV protagonist that we deserve. And, um... So, 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 I saw, oh, yeah. At any other time, we would not pay any attention to this to this article. Right. But, but when you're like comparing, you know, when you're dissing our show, yeah, we have to address it. I, and and the thing is, I heard of this because Raul Coley tweeted it out, and you know, it immediately started a tweet storm. And, uh, and the reason why is that. You know, it has this crazy headline. You're like, all right, all right. You're gonna, you're gonna start some shit. Let's let's talk. And nowhere in the article does it even mention iZombie, which features the only other female zombie TV protagonist there is. <laughs> so, I just want to see if you guys see it, uh, anything familiar here. These are these are just some of the things that this reviewer posted about Santa Clarita Diet as examples of how original this story is. The first one is diverse cast that rarely relies on gender or racial stereotypes for jokes or plot twists. Wait, <laughs> what? Diverse cast? Yeah. Okay, I, we have... <laughs> uh, four okay, leads are all white. The four but, leads are all white. Okay. I, mean, I, I guess you could say that the... Um, well, the best one neighbor. friend, one of the one neighbor's Asian, one's black. Yeah. Got a mixed race couple. That's something. Yep. And I think Dan may have been Hispanic. But like right. you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I zombie has a very diverse cast. Okay, uh, features a nuanced female zombie, not a barely dressed young woman. Uh, again, yes, nuanced. Barely dressed. Yeah, that was one of their things. Was like, oh man, whenever a girl is in a zombie thing, that they're always like there to you know be rescued and be barely dressed, basically. Uh, subverts the zombie genre by having a zombie protagonist. I mean, right now, right here, you're fully like ignoring iZombie. Yeah. <laughs> Openly embraces feminist themes by having the main character stand up to predators, as well as not being afraid of her having her be sexually assertive. Uh. Um, and uh, her family treats her zombie diagnosis like a serious ailment, which, you know, Liv's family doesn't really know, but her friends definitely are trying to find a cure. Yeah, so. it sounds like you're describing a zombie yeah, to a T. I know, exactly. <laughs> and she doesn't mention it all. And and I I looked up this I'm not going to say I don't want people to troll this writer. I looked up the writer's Twitter and people had been adding her and uh Yeah. They they why they lots of them were like have you seen a zombie and she just simply said that she just doesn't think it's as good as Santa Clarita Diet and she wasn't well, reviewing a zombie. Yeah, what she said was she finds um Santa Clarita diet more nuanced than uh, a zombie. So she's like, basically her, 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 uh, protest was, listen, I'm not comparing anything to, you know, but yet you say that headline just, and in yeah. the, I, I'm going to note that in the article, she did, did compare the show to the walking dead, Dawn of the dead, the Dawn of the dead and some movie called 28 months later, which I really don't know this movie at all. <laughs> Maybe it's there's like a third movie in that, in that franchise that I never heard of because I know twenty eight days and twenty eight weeks. But uh, yeah. anyway, so really the my just wanted to critique the article that this hasn't soured my thoughts in Santa Clarita Diet. Um, it just made an argument of its superiority without actually comparing it to the only other thing that you should compare it to with the headline. So and I, and also just. I'm a fan of crit criticizing something without comparing it to other things. I think one of the worst things about enjoying a movie like Civil War 
uh, Captain America Civil War was that all the all the movie podcasts for like a month afterwards would review Captain America Civil War by talking about how much better it was than Batman versus Superman, which is like, uh-huh. duh, that's obvious. But <laughs> yeah, talk about the movie. So can we go back to the the article that suggested that Santa Clarita diet is full of nuance? Because <laughs> I kind of got hung up after that, and then I tuned out. Okay. <laughs> Well, you'll have to rewind the podcast. Um, this is not the article that I thought that uh, you guys were going to talk about. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Steph I thought, uh, shared that one about... From Vulture, yeah. Yeah. Santa Clarita... Oh, let me read the headline here. Santa Clarita diet is really about a husband's fear of his wife. <laughs> it continually returns to the idea how suspiciously men regard positive female transformation. I just... Uh-huh. I don't... I mean, I think basically... They looked at the events of the last episode and kind of made something out of that, but I don't. I don't know. Do you do you TV, agree with that, Steph? TV. No. Oh, Steph. I mean, I TV. see what they're saying because yeah. because Timothy Elephant's character the whole time is wanting to get back to normal life. Well, that's that would be normal, right? Like, yeah, uh, but it's like. It's like he's fighting he's fighting this change and he just wants to have a normal family. Yeah. Uh-huh. Except that the change is that she uh, kills people and eats them. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's not – if she was – oh, God, I, I – what's that um, self-help group on the Americans? We oh, or something. Est. Est. It's not like she Est. went to, et, to Est and was like, <laughs> God, I'm just full of uh, viv and vigor and watch me go. And he's like – no, I don't really like my wife being so uh, active. I, yeah. I like her more sedate. No, she's killing people and eating them. That's where he's getting hung up on things. Yeah. I think other than that, he'd be fine with... The whole murder thing is really bothering him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So... I'm going to cut him some slack on that. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's just, you know, I, I don't want to compare the two series. I want to talk about it. But since we are an iZombie podcast, let's just get it out of our systems. What show do you think is better, iZombie or Santa Clarita Diet? I think it's iZombie. <laughs> so, but that's no surprise to anybody. What about you guys? Uh, I, th- <sighs> I think it's Santa Clarita Diet because it's Timothy Oliphant and iZombie doesn't. <laughs> All right. That's acceptable. Well, uh- <laughs> The the humor, it's this is very lazy comedy writing. Mm-hmm. Is it to me? It is. To you, it when is. punch punch lines of jokes are Timothy Elephant swearing, like <laughs> MF. That's a punchline. <laughs> really, that's lazy. So so you like iZombie more than as well? iZombie is funnier. Yeah, yeah, it's just I think it's just better all around. Um, but it, I mean, but they're completely different. Exactly. iZombie, iZombie is set up to be a long-running series. This show is probably going to be two seasons. Yeah, careful. We're not going to do spoilers yet. We'll warn you guys when we get into spoilers. Um, but yes, uh, I'm, I'm thinking they're hoping for a second season at the end of this. So, uh, I had some genuine belly laughs when watching this. Yeah, I had a really, well, I had a fun time watching it. I think Steph, I wouldn't you're probably say, the... yeah, you're in the minority. Get out of here. <laughs> well, I, mean, uh, I was... wouldn't say that it was every episode, but yeah. there were a few times. I mean, there was one um, event. There was that, there was that was, one joke they said. <laughs> that one event that was that ah that was just brilliant, and I loved it. But I, basically, I just found the humor lazy. Like when 
people started reacting on Facebook and Twitter about how, oh, I have found my new favorite show. <laughs> like, oh, this is hilarious. This show was made for me. I was like, really? It's so I mean, weird. It's very like, wash. That's something I keep It's asking. watchable. Like I could, I could fly. I flew through it and watched it yeah. with no problem. Totally. But that's one it, thing I kept asking. I could my, do without it. Like, like, who is this made for? Because like when I first started it, I'm like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to get my wife into this. And then all of a sudden there's this like huge gory scene at the end of the, at the end of the episode. And, you know, not to mention like midway through the episode, there's a lot of vomit. Uh, mm. So then I'm like, oh, maybe I won't show this to my wife. I'm like, hey, there's people you like, and there's things that you know you, you we watch zombie stuff together. But boy, it's it's really gory. <laughs> yeah, it's like it has the 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 comedy uh, sensibility of a 40 year old mom, but. <laughs> The gore factor of a 16-year-old kid or, you know. Yeah. i never seen Desperate Housewives, but it almost reminds me of – makes me think of what I think Desperate Housewives is. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. A like terrible. a dark comedy yeah. satire. Yeah. But it's all like, yeah. you know, uh, people hanging around and drinking protein shakes and going on power walks and just doing the, you know, 40-something life. Mm, I was afraid that this was going to be a satire of suburbia, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was no. really satirizing anything. Mm. No, and I was not, right. It wasn't for that. that. Yeah. It wasn't that smart. Like it I'm glad that smart. it wasn't trying to be. I don't think it was trying to be, and I'm glad that it no. wasn't. Uh, I was you, happy that it was just a humorous thirty minutes times ten. Yeah, and I watched it, and it's done. Like I am, I'm so glad that they did overreach and fall short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, and it's definitely binge worthy. I almost wish it was just kind of like a one season and done kind of thing because I'm not yeah. sure if I'm a if I'm I'm a little worried about how they're going to stretch it to two seasons, but. It, I was also concerned. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm just saying it. It seemed to be like kind of limping towards the end. And yeah, it was a very weak ending. So, sorry, Matt. I was also concerned that she was going to become undead and then try to hide her condition from her husband for the duration of the season, and he maybe he'd find okay. out at the end of the season. I am relieved that that's not their direction that they went. I liked that the entire family knew upfront what she was, and it, they just accepted it. Mm-hmm. And that's absurd, but that's yeah. fine. That's that's perfect. Like that's what the show wanted it to do, and I'm glad that they stuck by that. Now. Uh, all right. So, uh, have you guys ever watched uh, Better Off Ted? This is this show is by Vis- Victor Fresco, and I guess that was his uh, show before this. I, I never saw it, but I heard it's it's like a cult favorite. Better Off. I Ted. never saw I, it. No, I never watched it. Uh, was, did, was Portia de Rossi in that? Yeah. That must be why she was cast in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the celebrities uh, that show up, I was like, oh, you know, hey. <laughs> and some I was very excited about and some I was kind of disappointed uh, mm-hmm. with, with what they did with them. But uh, but let's just uh, – let's quickly talk about the four actors who are the leads. Uh, Drew Barrymore, Timothy Oliphant, Skylar Gizondo, and Liv Hewson. So, uh, yeah, uh, Steph, I, I guess I'll start with you about Drew. Like, the fir- our first conversations about this show after you started watching it was that Drew was weak. And, I, and I've actually heard this from other people, too, and I just, I don't know, I'm not, I guess I'm not seeing it as much. I don't know. <laughs> What do you what do you think? Yeah, I just don't think she 
I don't think that they're very well ca- like I just ugh. I just feel like this was a vehicle <laughs> for them uh-huh. like like the uh, they just, the casting wasn't good <laughs> at all for all, all anybody around? really really what? wow that's a bold statement because I'm gonna completely disagree with you there because those kids were amazing those kids the kids are were amazing. good the kids were the only good part those yeah. But I'm whoa, saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're talking about our boy Olafan. <laughs> you're saying I he know. wasn't good. And I wish that I could go in without his baggage of his other shows because, oh boy. and I understand why he wanted to do this because yeah. this is something completely different than he's done before. Yeah, it's fun. It seems like it'd be a fun role and something just. I don't know. Yeah. It's so weird. Like there's a there's a moment in the first episode where uh he's facing off in a bar against uh, I guess I'll spoil the first episode, but Nathan Fillion is there. And I'm immediately like, "Oh my god, Raylan Gibbons versus Mal Reynolds." <laughs> I was freaking out, and then you know he just kind of like turned around and walked away, and I'm like, all right, I guess he's playing a different character. He's playing a just the husband, suburban yeah, husband, yeah. real estate guy. Used to be a, a what do you say, prom king, quarterback of his high school. Right. Then woke up one day, found himself to be a real estate agent, married with a kid. Yeah, it's like he's having his midlife crisis as this is uh, mm. as this all happens. Um, it's it, for a minute there. It sounded like you wanted to play our favorite uh, Hooplecast recurring segment, Timothy Oliphant, good actor or bad actor. I, I feel like we're <laughs> going to be doing that for for Drew, um, uh, but because to me, it's is just she like, out of practice? Is she has she been away from acting for so long that she's just out of practice? Well, she, her last big thing was Blended. <laughs> that was a couple of years ago. Um, that was the last Adam Sandler movie, and I guess she did an indie. Uh, with Tony Collette, um, but uh, yeah, she, she. I I read an article with her, and she was talking about you know she, she just got done with her third divorce, and she's got a couple of kids, and she's been kind of like out of the game, and really was able was you know jumped on this. I mean, she's executive producing this show as well as starring in it, so this is like her big kind of uh, return. I I think she's. I think she's solid on this show. I, I, I'm, I'm in the minority of that because I've heard this not just from you, stuff, but I've, uh, other people I've talked to as well. Like Drew is just not believable. It's, it's tough because the comedy can be very broad. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah, reflect really well on her. That's the thing. It's a broad well, comedy, but it's filmed like a drama almost, or it's not filmed like a broad comedy. It, it feels. It feels like weeds without the satire aspect to it. The same kind of yeah. the same kind of tone. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't um, find her bad in in this, but she was probably of the four leads the weakest. I can agree with that. But and I think it's because she didn't get to play different shades of her character. She was always dialed up to eleven. True. Are you saying like if she ate like? The, she ate somebody and took out somebody else's personality. Maybe that would have been interesting. I don't know, but that's a great idea for a TV show. <laughs> All right, so See, I can't tell. I can't tell if it's bad acting or just bad writing. I've never because been the good kids at were fun. Yeah. yeah, the kids are fun. I don't okay. know why I didn't like her. It's it's really difficult to write good teenagers. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. And, I, and these these teenagers both felt. 
like teenagers, but they weren't annoying the way that TV teenagers often are. But I didn't feel like these were like mini adults because the problems that they had relatable, you know, of mom and dad not understanding me and, 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 and the daughter feeling like school just isn't um, interesting anymore. And the unrequited crush of the of the boy, who I, who I thought he was the strongest uh, actor of them all. Oh, really? I I, yeah. I dug her the most, uh, Liv Hewson. Uh, I only there were a couple scenes where I, maybe it was her line delivery felt a little off, but I, I loved the final uh, final episode when she's faking the uh, seizures. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. <laughs> that. That cracked me up. Like it, I was like, "Oh no! Yeah. She, oh, this! Oh, it's really happening now! Like it's really, really ha- nope! It's not happening." <laughs> that probably got my biggest laugh yeah. of the uh, of the entire thing because it it felt really audacious. Like, oh, the, every time it every time she faked it, went back into it. I was like, "Oh, here it comes!" Because I'm you know, TV has you trained, especially on the on the third one, mm-hmm. to really expect that when it happens for the fourth time, that that one's going to be serious. And the fact that it wasn't uh, was really clever. And she was also to be doing a, something just a little bit different every time. So you're like, yeah. oh, oh, this time it's this time. It's, oh no. <laughs> yeah. There was also a recurring bit about a Rite Aid that was so bizarre and kind of like, <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah. But I really appreciate that kind of recurring humor where you like every every so every couple episodes, they mention Rite Aid like being humped behind a Rite Aid. And I like, it's nice to be dropped into a world of characters where they have their own in-jokes and they're just not going to tell you what the in-jokes are. And maybe you'll figure it out at some point or maybe not. Yeah. So uh, I liked her, uh, and uh, by the way, uh, on Netflix, uh, I, I just added uh, something else she was in recently, which was this uh, collection of shorts called Drama World, where apparently she's this girl who's in love with like uh, uh, Korean drama, Japanese dramas or something, um, and uh, all of a sudden finds herself starring in one. <laughs> so it just sounded bizarre, so I added it. Um, but, uh, I, but the, the guy, the kid, yeah. when his, his voice would crack or whatever, that, that was really cute. Yeah. I recognized him and I looked it up. He was in the, um, he was in the new vacation movie. He played, um, Russ or wait, James it was Russ in the old movies, but James, um, and I, I was pleased to find out that, uh, he's one of the buddies <laughs> in the, in the air buddies movies. He's B dog. <laughs> So, good lord. Oh, so he does a lot of voice work. So I, I've had a lot of experience with this actor, just at least in voice. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, so those two are great. But I just, I don't know. Are, are we are we split on Elephant too, Steph? Like, are you not? I mean, I mean, and, he's doing I a lot of work. He's he's really like I think the hardest working out of all of them. I think it's the writing for him, and I think it's that the baggage of all of his previous work. Yeah, I just wish that I didn't know him wow. so intimately. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think we've talked about stick <laughs> out of context. Stephanie wishes she didn't know Timothy Oliphant intimately. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he was he was turned up to eleven too. He, he yeah. Everything he was doing was there, there was little subtlety to it. Right. right. So everything, every reaction, big big reactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was always the and every reaction was the f word. Yeah, 
which I don't know. I just love a good swear. <laughs> I don't know if it's done well. If it's not like I don't know. Okay, and let's talk about this Netflix algorithm thing that okay. we were talking about last week on the show. I was, you know, you were talking about Raul Coley is going to be in a Netflix movie where he plays the uh, friend. Yep, it's a romantic comedy. So, okay, so this how did Net- how did Netflix come up with this show? Is it that a zombie is so popular? Is it like, and why are why is the married couple such a good couple? Because I, I just is it after Friday Night Lights? This is the um, we're over the flubby husband married to the hot wife. <laughs> And we're over the, you know, a very contentious relationship. Is this the new thing where the married relationship is very supportive, very close, and there's like no friction, no, no conflict yeah, within the married thing to do couple? On a, like what is on a television series? Because you know the writers are probably constantly looking for something to, you know, pull and that's another from. thing. Another problem I had with the show, like we're we're halfway through, and I think that we're gonna have a villain. Like, who is the villain? There's no, there's no. Yeah, you're. The you're, conflict is really weak. Yeah, yeah. You're, I'm, you're dying to talk about specific things. I think we should probably get yes, into spoilers. I am. So, so um, does anybody want to say anything non-spoilery before we get into non- to spoilers? Um. I mean. I, I mean, because other, other than otherwise, I'm just going to say, do you recommend it that people watch it? Maybe who watches it? If you're an iZombie fan, I think you might like this. Um, this is this the, like the gore factor might bother you, though. Even surprisingly, yes, like there's gore on iZombie too. But I don't know. It's something about it being out there in the uh, in the sunlight. <laughs> so weird, you know, seeing somebody's guts spilled across a like a. Like a kitchen floor or something, you know? Yeah. And half a person in a bathtub. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tubs of gore. <laughs> and seeing Coolers cu- of gore. Cute Tubs little of gore. You know, I, I into a dis- foot. <laughs> I was more disturbed by the vomit. Oh, yeah. Even though it was really fakey-looking vomit, I was still eating dinner when the I was watching oh. the first episode. Going, oh, oh it's I'm everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> and me- Steph, Steph said... Uh, Steph said uh, that she was she's more she's more bothered by vomit than decapitation. Is that what you said? Oh yeah, I cannot stand vomiting. Yeah. I would rather nope. see. I'd That's... rather see a throat slit. I'd rather see anything than uh, somebody vomit. I agree. That's surprising, given that you're a nurse. I'm just kidding. I'm... I know you're not a nurse. You're a respiratory therapist. <laughs> yes, I am. And. Uh, I can listen to people hawk up loogies all day long. I can suction oh. snot. I don't care. But when somebody starts gagging and heaving, I leave the room. Uh, and I was more bothered by the hair that she – like when she ate somebody and she, like their pubic hair was in her throat or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, because she said he was a hairy man. <laughs> yeah, this kind of reminded me of uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. It was just this cartoonish amounts of like gore, but still, like even with that show, it's like you're. It's always like nighttime, and it's I don't know. There's like demons and stuff, and people killing each other left and right. But this is just it, I don't know. This this was so silly that it was hard to be grossed out by it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To me. 
I know some people will probably not be able to handle it. I, right. I don't know. It didn't bother me at all. All right. Well, because I knew it, I knew it was a comedy. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's a dark comedy. Sometimes, yeah, but sometimes though, when 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 characters on a television series die or they lose their limbs or something, even when it's a comedy, I get really uncomfortable. There's mm-hmm. plenty of comedies that's full of uh, like dismemberment and stuff wh- that really disturbs me. Because yeah. it's 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 funny. Everyone's oh, it's funny. <laughs> I get really like no, but that was a person, and they had a family, and they had people who loved them. Yeah, and and you know you can't expect any sort of like people re- react to uh, scary and disgusting things either just kind of shrugging about it or like completely overreacting. <laughs> you know, there's no like normal reactions in this show. I don't think. Well, the normal reaction is, oh, my God, my wife is eating people. Yeah. That's that's a normal reaction. So, (laughs) at least I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Am I alone in this? No, no. Well, are are you saying – According to Vulture, it's it's a man who's trying to keep down his wife. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Nonsense. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, But uh, quite the take. Um, So, I don't know. I recommend it. I thought I had a lot of fun with it. What about you guys? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just the humor is not my cup of tea. I don't think it's funny. It's too broad mm-hmm. for me. It's too wacky and zany and turned up to 11. Yeah. Matt? <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I had very low expectations going in. I was afraid that it would be a... A suburban satire that I'd seen before, um, but uh, it surprised me. Particularly those kids. I just thought they were great, great actors. With yeah, great I wanted to see the kids get into more mischief. It's it's really rare that you, you watch a show where the plots are like okay, a plot is uh, uh, Drew and uh, Oliphant, and then the B plot is the kids, and then when the when it switches to the kids, you know, most of the time, most shows you're like oh, okay. <laughs> Time to go make a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But every time I switched to the kids, I was like, oh, what are they going to get into, you know? Um, all right. So that's it for our non-spoilers on this. Uh, spoilers ahead. Uh, if, you, uh, if you're not going to join us for the rest, uh, check out the show or don't. And uh, we'll be back for our next iZombie Rewatch podcast at your uh, at our regular time, like Thursday night, Friday morning kind of thing. It should show up if unless I'm having problems with the server again, which I did this past week. Uh, so, uh, spoilers starting now. Never had to do that for a podcast before, but I guess I'm I, I, now. I feel like we included spoilers already. I don't know what. Well, we didn't really like, talk about left, any specifics. Left to talk about. Oh, okay. Like, uh, how how annoyed were you guys that we didn't find out how she became a zombie? <laughs> because yeah, that was kind of a, a bother to me. This is just happening. Yeah, because I kept I kept thinking, well, when when she's cured, yeah. when the cure comes in, when we then the book, we will find out. Yeah, yeah the, we'll find out how it happened, and it never happened. The book the book was supposed uh-huh. to give us some sort of clue. Like it was thrilling to see. Not thrilling is a word. <laughs> it was exciting. <laughs> you know, it's kind of exciting to see the book and see the little red pellet come out, and it's like, oh my god, this is exactly the same thing. Maybe when we find out. The expert on the book is going to tell us exactly, but in the in the last episode, we have Portia de Rossi being like 
Oh, like a character that accidentally stumbles into zombies, zombie lore, and then and she doesn't, doesn't really know matter. anything. No, she doesn't know anything more than what we do. Right. And at the end, she just kind of like is like just yeah, leaves. Yeah, here's the book and all my test tubes. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's... that was very anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really care for that. And then we go to the to the principal's mother and they're trying to get her to throw up she Grace never Zabriskie. threw up yes grace zabriskie i was happy I, to see her i thought robin you were gonna say it was thrilling to see grace zabriskie thrilling well i was so excited well, i mean i like her but <laughs> really, I, don't know. I don't know if anyone i would say that but it's laura palmer's mom she saw bob <laughs> uh, bill paxton's mom from big glove Okay, I've never seen that show. Yeah, don't don't bother. <laughs> All right, it's terrible. First first three seasons are are pretty good. Season three yeah. is se- season three approaches greatness. Uh, let, let's see who else is in this show. Uh, Tom Lennon, he was all right. I, I was hoping he'd be more funnier, but I don't know. yeah, I thought he would be in it more. I thought yeah. we would he would be our ticket to the cure mm-hmm. since he was Slavic. Yeah. Uh, what about Serbian? Okay, is that the same thing? Oh, Serbian. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Eastern European people. <laughs> uh, we're we're in Adam Trump's Bush. America, so uh, you know. Yeah, we're stupid. We're, Amer- we're back ignorant. to being stupid Americans. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> uh, Adam Bush was like one of the first guest stars. What? I didn't even is know Adam that Bush. his name. That's not his name. Adam uh, somebody. He was in a zombie. He was in the oh, Romeo Live. Oh, uh, yeah. This is Trump's America. We don't need to know people's names. <laughs> he played Bryce on Grumpy Old Live. We just talked about him. He was on Veronica Mars, and I forget. But yes. Yep. He was in it. Uh, Richard T. Jones, of course, of. Uh, oh, I love him. Terminator fame. Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles fame ish. Thrilling. Um, He's from the uh, some of the Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Andy Richter shows up as the boss in the first episode. I, I thought he was going to be one of the yeah, characters. in it more. Uh, Victor Fresco, the guy who did this show, did uh, Andy Richter controls the world. So I guess he just was like, "Hey, I got a new show. Come do it. Come, come do yeah, it." Yeah, a lot of people. That's kind of a cult. Classic if, to a lot of people. If, if my mother is listening to this podcast, uh, Richard T. Jones, mom, he was in uh, 50, 138 episodes of Judging Amy. He played Bruce on Judging Amy. Do you remember Judging Amy? Yeah, okay. Are you asking her? Yeah, oh, okay. she's listening. All right. She's not listening. <laughs> uh, Excuse me, it was the Adam Rose, not Adam Bush. <laughs> uh, there, yeah, I was like, Warren was in this? <laughs> uh Nathan Fillion uh, shows up for the first episode. Oh, yeah. And he's uh, he's quite the lech. Um, I was thrilled to see him. <laughs> Eaten? Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty crazy to see him just, you know, guts splayed out on, on the backyard. Um, but, yeah, and again, the, the whole Raylan versus Mal, I was excited for that. But, yeah, he got what he yeah, – well – I hate to say <laughs> on a podcast that anybody can listen to that he got what he deserved, but <laughs> in this universe, he did. He deserved to be eaten. Yeah, I mean, and that was exciting. Like, I thought, okay, well, after this, every episode will have 
you know, uh, some kind of bad guy to yeah. to deal with that they're going to kill and eat. And and I liked the episode with the the boyfriend, the teenager that was dating the girl, the young girl, and then he, oh, yeah. they got to know him, and it turned out that he was totally misrepresented. So they didn't kill him. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. He has. He's Joel. Joel smokes a joint with him in the on the pool. Uh, diving, diving word there. Yeah, that was funny. Um, how about when uh, Abby choke slams the comic book clerk? <laughs> Add that down. The guy who kept on screaming thirty seconds. I didn't like that guy. Yeah. Patton Oswalt, I, I, I was very excited to see him, but then he turned out to be like a, like just like a real quick cameo. Yeah, these cameos, they were just like, they weren't in the episode much. They were just really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but okay, let me talk about Loki. Because yes. I thought, you know, here we are halfway through. I thought this is going to be our our baddie of the, of the season. They're going to have to, you know, really struggle to take him down because he's so big. He's so mean because mm-hmm. he was a killer before they mm-hmm. turned him into a zombie. And then then like three episodes later, <laughs> he shows up and they they go into that club and uh, and he's uh, his personality is completely changed. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I was just like I loved that. That it was not what we were expecting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That totally worked for me. Uh, but yeah, and then he gets like obsessed with Sheila and wants to try and tries to split her and Joel apart. And of course, she's dealing yeah. with the fact that she's got a toe that just came off. How about that toe scene, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That toe where she's trying to. To glue it back on yeah. and staple it back on and nail it back on. And the nail and ah. the toe just splits in, the, in half. I'm like, yeah. oh! <laughs> I was very, very upset with that. Yeah, I found it amusing. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of um, Death I Becomes Her. Death Becomes Her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, Ryan Hansen shows up for like a brief second. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a bigger deal, but because she was about to kill him in the parking garage with her pink poncho and then. Uh, yes. Well, that was so good because you you knew that the the neighbor's wife was having an affair and that uh, Sheila kind of encouraged it without really encouraging it. Yeah. And uh, so then you have that the the husband trying to get Joel to kill people for him, and you knew that that was coming. Right. But then you forgot about it. That. Um, he would probably know that his wife was cheating on him and want him dead, and then it just pops up out of nowhere. So that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, you keep saying good things about this show. She said like two good things. <laughs> yes, I'm really reaching. Those are the like two things I like. The only two things. Okay, let me see if I can find any more. <laughs> uh, uh, when she, when she was interacting with Loki. Uh, I liked when she said, "If you miss eating pizza, just eat a guy who just ha- ate pizza." <laughs> oh, <yes>. oh yeah. <laughs> uh, just a little tip there for me to you. Um, Do you think then there's going to be like a um, hidden society of zombies? Yeah, it seems like Loki is a lonely guy and uh, might uh, infect more people. Mm-hmm. And of course, we don't know how this is caused. We can tell that it was caused 
Loki was turned by a bite, but who knows how um, Sheila was turned. I mean, I, and I yeah, feel like I okay, missed so- something in the beginning because it was like, did she, like, she just kind of. That was, that was kind strange. kind of happened. Yeah. And hmm. so towards the end, when they're, uh, she's getting aggressive and she starts fighting with Joel and she bites his finger. Yeah. But she doesn't break the skin. Right. So there is no chance of him going into jail and becoming a zombie. Uh, I just fast. I just uh, skimmed over a, a, one of one of my notes as a joke. That really laughed. Uh, you know, as a parent, um, there, Joel and Sheila talking about like well, we got to stash this body somewhere. Abby won't look. How about a bookshelf? Could it be maybe the dishwasher? <laughs> How about inside her trombone? <laughs> oh yeah, that was cute. That was, that funny. was funny. Classic parent stuff. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, Abby really proved herself to be quite the badass when taking care of that boyfriend <laughs> using the pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. It was at that point I was like, oh my god. I love her. Pretty- yeah, really. <laughs> She's uh, amazing. I wish I was half as cool as that teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just uh, – another uh, quote I just skimmed over. Fucking dogs. They're the greatest. We should be licking them. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh oh that was when the neighbor was missing and he yes. they had him on the ice and the and the police were all next door with the the wife okay uh the girl from the middleman all right who's that who's what's the character in this show it was the husband's partner police partner oh that came over oh she's to- from parks and rec yeah she's tom's crush from parks and rec yeah Lucy. well i Lucy. just know her yeah. from the middleman mm. uh, no. no you don't you know know her as tom's girlfriend from parks and rec. yeah you just don't remember i know i know and i've seen her in other things i was thrilled when i saw her show up <laughs> yeah so her and grace Zabriskie. yes <laughs> that whole thing where she's uh you know being supportive of the wife and and that and Sheila and Joel look at each other because of the way they're interacting. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, uh, that's uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Ellis. Is that the right name? She's from uh, It's Always Sunny. And I guess she's, she's on one the of, Nick now. She's Charlie Day's. No, she's not the one on the Nick. She's Charlie Day's wife. She's the waitress from It's Always Sunny. Uh-huh. She... Uh, the the uh, the other wife is on the Mick. <laughs> sure. Oh no! That's yeah, that's what I, that's what I was talking about. Lisa. Huh? Mary, is that? Mm. Huh? Remember people? You know actors. There was that one that was on. It's always sunny, and she's on the Mick. The same person. Mary Elizabeth Ellis. Huh? Ellis. Yes. She's not on the Mick. Caitlin Olson is on the Mick. She related to um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, he's all Mary Elizabeth. <laughs> oh man, I always thought they were the same person. I'm looking it up right now. Did you guys watch Brain Dead? Um, no. No. Oh wow, it's the same person. That's oh she oh oh they're two blondes. Mm. See, I don't watch it's always sunny. So yeah, okay. Caitlin Olsen is married to Rob McElnerney. What is his name? Sure, I'll go with that. Mac. Mac on It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Day is married ah. to Mary Elizabeth Ellis. Cool. Um, let's see. What else? Um, 
You're doing fine. Yeah, a Foot Locker. Loki gives Sheila a Foot Locker. That was funny. <laughs> what I didn't like, I didn't care for the section about the chop shop guy that was chopping up <laughs> Pussy man motorcycles guy? in a uh, storage container, storage building. Yeah, I didn't much care for that whole subplot either. I kind of got bored with all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the best part of it is when she decides to steal the other motorcycle wearing the pussy magnet leather jacket and then um, <laughs> Eric jumps on the back and you see he's wearing a jacket that says Vaginatarian. <laughs> so when we went back to the chop shop and met his, like, I think his brother or something, I was like, oh, there's Vaginatarian. <laughs> um Oh, here's an example of what you didn't like about Timothy Elephant. Uh, so Joel is, sees the toe for the first time and he's a little grossed out by it. And he's like, we'll get through this. And all of a sudden the uh, the eyeball pops out and he goes, the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so That was lazy. Oh, come on. It was funny. So what's the red ball? <laughs> Anybody mm. have a guess? It's the what do you call it? The red herring. It's <laughs> yeah. the thing. It's the yeah, the thing. Falcon. <laughs> it's the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. There you go. That's that's the word. Well, I don't think it is, but okay. <laughs> what do you think it is? It's it's definitely no. I think I, I believe a MacGuffin is a thing that is like chased throughout a uh, story. It's like it drives the story, trying to find find an object or yeah. something. Yeah. And I don't think that they so were the doing that. The this, yes, okay. this if there film, was one, I think that would be. One it. One I don't know. I thought the MacGuffin was just a thing. It's just a thing, mm-hmm. and sometimes the thing is not much more than the thing. Oh, I'm thinking of McGruff the Crime Dog. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Take a bite out of crime. Does this hat make me look like the Edge? <laughs> this, this fucking this show is so hilarious. I don't know. I was laughing there are, a lot. There are some funny okay, lines. That was that was funny. <laughs> I, that I'm going to paraphrase this. Were... No, go ahead. Sorry. Steph. Oh, the whole I, funny they're... where they're getting dressed in the tactical, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, outfits to go find Loki. Cause, <laughs> we're, we're gonna go and then they walk in. Yeah. Inner, inner city, inner city, whatever. What are you saying? There was a dig at L- Lepizor Stallions, and I wanted to paraphrase. I'm going to paraphrase it something here but i think he said they don't even try to be entertaining or something like that (laughs) yeah once you get there it's kind of like yay for like two seconds and then and they just like walk in a line and like oh i like that (laughs) (laughs) take the take the piss out of those lipasaur stallions who do they think they are (laughs) (sighs) yeah uh, I uh, another good moment is where uh, Joel takes Abby up to the mountain and they tried to kind of having father daughter talk and then uh, and then he just just like goes, he just freaks he's like I'm freaking out man and she's like I'm freaking out too and then they show the initials carved on the picnic table and it's surrounded by dicks <laughs> okay that was cute <laughs> that was funny well, we found five things that stuff right. was funny <laughs> let me see if I can find more uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, boy time to find a young single Hitler to kill uh, boy at this point I'm probably just going to start reading offline so maybe we should wrap this up <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so I think I'll be back to check it out for a second, the, the second season. I, I had I had enough fun with it that uh, um, I'll, I'll check it out. I don't know if we're going to be podcasting about it, but um, but you know, if iZombie is off for another year, <laughs> which which the show yeah. has been, maybe we'll be desperate enough to uh, be like look looking for a reason to get together um, to uh, podcast on the iZombie feed, um, but. Might be worth checking in once it comes back to see how it's evolved since its first season. What ideas did it follow through with? What what new territory did it go mm-hmm. toward? Did did it find its big bad? Do we find out why she became a zombie? How? Right. Because yeah. Okay. So maybe we should just quickly mention the ending. Like the she just locks herself in the basement. the The doctor abandons the kids. The kids are there with the lab stuff and. Eric is having a blast with the lab stuff. Um, and uh, Joel gets committed, it looks like. So, yeah, it's just, it just was disappointing. I thought there was going to be some sort of, I don't know, I guess this isn't a mystery show. Maybe we're supposed to be like, whatever about how she became a zombie and whether she's going to be cured or not. Kind of like the same thing with iZombie. It's like, well, once you cure her, there's no reason for the show anymore. Um I'm but once you decay, how can you come back from decaying? Well, whatever what she was saying? working on was supposed to stop. Yeah, that was the other thing. It was like Joel was probably I was just I was about as disappointed as Joel when the doctor's like, oh no no no, this isn't this is not a cure. This is to stop her from deteriorating. It's like oh, so I got to still kill people. Great. Mm-hmm. I'm fine not knowing how why she became a zombie. Like I. I feel like that would not be interesting. Right. So I almost like it'd be interesting to see like this. There's lots more zombies in the world and she just happened to be bit by one. I don't know. I thought maybe one of her neighbors sort of spiked her drink or something. And yeah, she ended up, you know, infecting because she didn't want to be the only zombie on the block. So she made her neighbor a zombie, that kind of thing. And how weird was it, like, the doctor says, you know, oh, so let me describe your symptoms. You were, you know, you were having a problem controlling your impulses at the uh, at the beginning of it, and it was a lot of sex, but now you're, like, falling apart. It's like, yeah, that's right. That's how – I don't know. <laughs> it just felt like it wasn't clearly illustrated that she had lost her impulse control because she was still kind of – Swearing at people and you know being kind of ballsy. I don't know. I don't know what point I'm trying to make. Anyway. <laughs> well, I think okay. It starts out she's at work and she, Andy Richter's her boss and he yells at her and she just kind of takes it. Yeah. And then like as soon as she turns into a zombie, she starts yelling back at people. Mm-hmm. And then I think she's able to control it for a while and then. As she starts decomposing, uh, like in the last episode, that's when she gets, like, aggressive. Like, she can't control it. She's out of control. She's out of control. She's out of control. (laughs) (laughs) That is the ultimate thing all us men fear. fear, It's a woman out of control. A woman out of control. (laughs) (laughs) That and broad comedy. Uh, Mm B-R. Yeah. O-A-D. Wrap it up. <laughs> I think so. Okay. Well, uh, you guys want to say anything else? Uh, all right. Um, 
Matt, uh, thank you for coming on to our po- podcast. It was a fun bonus podcast. To tell everybody uh, where to find all the things you do. Okay, um, I'll start with my minor podcasts. I've got Spartacast going on. Spartacast is a podcast about the Stars series Spartacus. Uh, most recent episode had Robin on as a right, guest. That's right. yes, we also did a bonus episode about Xena Warrior Princess. Amazing. <laughs> and I also do a video game podcast with my friend Matt, and that's called Matt is Wrong About Games. An amazingly named podcast, yes. Thank you. We're, I'm really proud of that. And <laughs> the podcast itself? Not so much, but the title <laughs> of the podcast, yes. And I'm also the host of Hooplecast, which is a podcast about Deadwood, where we go episode by episode, scene by scene, discussing it, you know, breaking it down, talking about it, and uh, all the wonderful acting that Timothy Oliphant does or does not do. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's your, it's up to your judgment. Uh, right now, because we've wrapped Deadwood, we're covering the first episode or first installment of every HBO dramatic series and miniseries. So we've already covered the pilots for Philip Marlowe, Maximum Security, Tales from the Crypt, Life Stories, Families in Crisis, Hotel Room, and Perversions of Science. <laughs> and next we will be talking about Oz and From the Earth to the Moon. And we're going to just yeah. keep keep going on every, every HBO show until we hit uh, present day. So find us at hoopalcast.com. Please. Thank you. Cool. And uh, it was uh, thrilling to have you on here. Thank you. Usually you reserve that for <laughs> you and Grace and Risky. <laughs> your, your, your TV crush, Grace and Risky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us for the bonus podcast, everybody. And uh, we'll see you on our next rewatch episode. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at I zombie love. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!